campus of Gardner-Webb University in beautiful Boiling Springs, North Carolina, this is Bulldog Dialogue. Hello everybody, I'm Gardner-Webb University President William Downs, and on April 22nd, the town of Boiling Springs and Gardner-Webb University will come together to celebrate Webstock 23 with some live music, some food trucks, arts and crafts vendors, all along Main Street and the GWU campus. Joining us today on Bulldog Dialogue are Boiling Springs Town Manager Justin Longino and Webstock Committee member and our own VP for Marketing and Communications here at Gardner-Webb, Mr. Richard McDevitt. We're going to talk music, we're going to talk food, and we're going to talk fun. So stick around after this quick break for more details on how you too can participate in Webstock 23. Stick around, folks. Have you ever felt led to advocate for others and their social service needs? Whether you want to help at-risk youth, serve as a substance abuse counselor assisting recovering addicts, or as an agency leader connecting people to service needs, there's many ways that you can give back to your community, and Gardner-Webb University can help you to forge your path. The Bachelor of Science in Human Services online program is led by educators, professionals, and industry leaders who offer an ever-evolving curriculum that's designed to ensure that your education keeps you competitive with the real-world needs. You will be equipped with the understanding of legal foundations and institutional regulations and be prepared to address issues of poverty, family violence, and community needs. By integrating classroom instruction and field-based experiences, this 39-credit-hour program prepares you for a future of leading others through some of their most challenging times. For more information, visit gardner-web.edu. All right, welcome back to Bulldog Dialogue. This is your host, William Downs, and we are happy to have a couple of guests with us today to talk about Webstock 23, Justin Longino and Richard McDevitt. Thank you both for being here. Glad to be here. Happy to be here. There you Thanks go. All right, your, your, your mic works. All right, Justin, first question for you. This is the second year for our Webstock Music Festival. What are some of the lessons you feel we learned from last year's inaugural event? We learned we needed better weather, and we've got it on order for this year. It is coming up. If it's um, if the last week's been any indication of what it's going to be like, it's going to be really nice, and uh, it's going to be uh, going to be great for everybody that attends, both vendors and visitors. Um, something else we learned was uh, that we wanted to have more uh, more options, more food options, more vendor options, and we have uh, pretty much doubled both of those for this year. So, looking forward to having uh, just a bigger festival in general. My recollection was it, it had to have been a pretty darn good event because April 9th, 2022 was crazy cold, but we still enjoyed it and we're coming back for a second round. Absolutely. So, yeah, let's uh, keep fingers crossed for weather. Richard McDevitt, uh, you love the tunes. You've got a, a, a complex and impressive Spotify playlist. <laughs> you, uh, you fancy yourself to be a musician as well. Uh, tell no. us about the bands who are on this year's slate. Talk to us about the reasons for focusing on the regional talent. Oh, yeah. And, you know, bands are always a big part of festival performances. I mean, that's uh, people love the food. They love the you know vendors and things to buy and events. But but music's a big part of that. And this year we've got uh, we've got five bands, which is uh, a band one more than last year. 
And uh, you and I were talking about the food truck comparisons. Uh, there's just like the food trucks, there's kind of something for everybody, right? Uh, so uh, let, let's just go through them in the order they're going to appear. The first band up at one o'clock is going to be the 96-ish. Uh, this is a group of uh, guys that are uh, have some Gardner-Webb connections and are fairly well-known uh, locally uh, and have played around. I've heard them described a, a couple of different ways, uh, you know, sort of progressive stuff mm -hmm. or pop and progressive stuff. Sounds interesting, but they'll get us started at one, and it's mm -hmm. great to have, again, local talent in there. Uh, also, the second band up around 2.30, Rutherford County Line, very straight straight-ahead country band. I think they're uh, pretty well-known around here. They are on the club circuit a lot, so people are going to be familiar with what they do. Uh, they'll take us on into the afternoon uh, starting at 2.30. And then at 4, uh, a band that was here last year, the Phoebes uh, from Raleigh, North Carolina, that band really blew the roof off the place last year. Uh, they're a very high-energy rock band. They were at Fab Fest in Charlotte a few mm -hmm. years ago, and that's where they began to get some recognition in this part of the state. And they do uh, a pretty eclectic mix of rock and blues covers and were a lot of fun. They came in costume, as you may remember, mm -hmm. uh, last year. And the crowd really enjoyed <laughs> them. Uh, kids especially really yeah. enjoyed that band. Um, after the Phoebes, we've got Cassette Rewind. We'll, we'll talk to uh, Brandon Kirkley from that band a little bit later. But, uh, but that's a great uh, tribute band. In fact, that's a genre tribute. They're an 80s band, obviously. Um, but I think people are going to really enjoy this mm -hmm. band because they do a lot of recognizable material, uh, but they are uh, very devoted to trying to create that sound and atmosphere. So they come out uh, in a, like oh, gear, you know, they're geared up. They look <laughs> like the 80s when they come out and they have a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think that'll be infectious, you know, for people. And they'll, they'll enjoy that. And then closing is uh, Chatham County Line. So we've got two county line bands, yeah. right? And Chatham County Line is, has been playing throughout the country, you know, for a few years now. And those guys are, you know, pretty unique. They do, a, they're almost exclusively original material, but they've got a strong following around here. Our media sponsor, uh, WNCW, loves these guys uh, and has been a big supporter of that band for many years now. So uh, we're excited to have them here. And I think, you know, they're going to do a great job. Uh, I think it's going to be a wonderful afternoon with a lot of different kinds of things for people. So it should be a lot of fun. So when when folks aren't dancing and listening to the music and singing along, um, they will have the chance to, to interact with a lot more vendors this year than last year. The vendor crowd took note and uh so we've got a lot of a lot more folks showing up with us on main street this year justin can you talk uh in a little bit more detail about who's who's coming and who's selling what yeah we've got uh, over 40 vendor, vendors registered right now um i'll just go down the list of all of them reading them off one by one uh no we've got everything from uh from donuts to funnel cakes <laughs> whoever paid you the most i mean just <laughs> say right. it. <laughs> uh, we've got soul food um we're gonna have uh coffee um, but we've got, um, got folks doing face painting. I'm going to have a candle company there, uh, people with baked goods, um, and all kinds of stuff. So just a wide variety. And the Gardner Web food truck. Yes. 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 Outstanding. Sup and dogs. the Gardner Web bookstore. Sup dogs. <laughs> the Gardner Web bookstore, which sold a lot of heavy blankets last year because it was chilly. <laughs> All right, so we're looking forward to having all those folks uh, join us on that day and, and selling their wares to, to our community. Richard, um, you were on the Webstock committee. Uh, yeah. what, what, what do you find most encouraging about round two? 
Well, you know, we joked last year that the first year you do a festival like this, the objective is to make it to the second year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, vendors, uh, as well as artists that might want to come here and perform, want to know what kind of a festival is it? Is it successful? Do you draw a crowd? Is it a good place to play? Um, and I think in spite of the fact that the weather was a little cool, we had a great crowd all day last year. Uh, and the bands really enjoyed it. And I think the only issue was, uh, could we expand that? Could we blow it up a little more, make mm-hmm. it bigger? And the vendor response this year, I think, is indicative of the fact that people took notice. You know, it was a successful festival, good spacing, good crowd. People made money. Vendors do want to sell you things when they come here. Mm-hmm. So they saw a successful operation, and it drew a great many more this year than last year. I think we also made the process easier for them. We put a lot of that stuff online where they could just sign mm-hmm. up online to uh, expedite that and make it easier for them to engage. And they did. So, um, you know, the lesson learned is you want to have a successful one that draws attention and that just makes year over year it easier to get vendors, get bands, and keep people engaged. So year three should be something spectacular. Justin, town manager, you probably spent a lot of time thinking about partnerships, building bridges, what what we can do to enhance the community. Why, why do you feel a partnership like this is so important to our community. Yeah, I think it uh, it really speaks to the um, a theme I've seen throughout the larger community. Um, Cleveland County Tourism has this branding theme of the land of rhythm. Hmm. And if we look at uh, the music on main events that we're doing that are building momentum and the fact that Webstock has you know, doubled in size for this year and the fact that Shelby does um, those um, Shelby Alive concerts, that's what they are, that's and right. then the Earl Scruggs Festival is blowing up. I mean, it just fits into this bigger theme of music in Cleveland County and that music scene and um, just is is, is all really kind of coming together organically. Yeah, I think there's an element to that, too, that just occurred over the last couple of, uh, must be a couple of months. There was an initiative in the state of North Carolina to identify municipalities with uh, music as an economic development tool. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know all the details about it. Noel, you and my friend Mary Beth from the Earl Scruggs Center knew about that, and that's how I heard up about it. That's um, Noel Manning. Noel Manning. Noel, Noel Manning. Noel T. Manning. Noel T. <laughs> Manning. Um, but the, uh, the, the net result of it was there were two cities in North Carolina chosen for some economic development funding to create music as an economic development uh, tool. One of those cities was, I think, Elizabeth City in the eastern part of the state, and the other city was Shelby in Cleveland County. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's reflective of the uh, influence of the Earl Scruggs Center and the Don Gibson Theater. I mean, there's, there is a music culture in this city, in this county, and uh, this fits in it, you know, just really nicely, yeah. really nicely. So if things are coming together nicely and the demonstration success, um, more success breeds more success, breeds more success, you know, as, as you envision the future, Richard, where can this thing grow? How, what's, what's, what's the end game? How big can we get with, with a festival like this? You, you know, you ask a really good question, and it's one of the things I know I wanted to, I was hoping we'd talk about today, and it may be on your, on your list to talk you about. You wrote the I, script, so you knew we'd talk about it. I don't know about that, <laughs> about this part of it. But, you know, we're in the business of building an amphitheater here at Gardner-Webb. And the, the David Brinkley Amphitheater is coming online on Main Street. And that may create some options. And from a music standpoint, um, it's difficult, uh, again, we were talking about getting bands up on stage and off stage. Mm. If you had two stages going all day, uh, it creates a different opportunity and a different kind of dynamic. So I think we're, we're going to want to look at that going forward because that's going to have 
uh, you know, create some opportunities for this festival that does now. Yeah, for listeners who don't know about the amphitheater, give us a sense of what that's what's the value added there. How many how many people are we going to be able to accommodate? When's it going to be open? Um, yeah, how does how does that explode our array of opportunities? Well, that's a great and longer conversation. But the quick answer is, it's about a nine hundred seater. Uh, and it is ticketed, so it's not totally open. I mean, it is a, it is a venue that you can ticket and, and get admission to. Uh, target date for opening is October, November of this year, and we're excited about that. The town, I know, has had some conversation. We started talking about the uh, programming in that venue. Mm-hmm. So as it applies to Webstock, boy, that could create some cool synergy um, next year. Mm-hmm. So we'll need to talk about how that impacts where the stages are, how we handle the music. It's That's a great opportunity. Yeah, that was one idea from the first year was having kind of two stages on either end to sort of, you know, anchor, anchor exactly. each end and yeah. keep people engaged. And so the, the amphitheater will fit right into that. Justin, will you suspend the noise ordinance if we have two bands going at opposite ends of Main Street? I will ask council to suspend <laughs> the noise ordinance, yes. <laughs> Excellent. And, uh, it's and, all about due process. And the award for the most political answer goes <laughs> All right. Um, so we are talking partnership here. We're talking about community building, um, web stock, but you know, other things are going on. Gardner Webb and the town have built something called the Bulldog Community Discount Program, where we're trying to encourage folks to to, to get off campus and and go spend student, faculty, and staff money in, in local businesses, and that's a great indicator of of town gown relationships. It is. Are there other opportunities that um, you see Gardner Webb or community businesses getting getting involved and in, in strengthening our ties? Yeah, I think we've got a, uh, a lot of great things going on in Boiling Springs, and it just uh, lends itself to more partnership. Actually, before I, I walked in here, I was texting the new um, student body president about getting involved in the community garden. That's something that's been um, going on for, I think they're entering their second season, and it's just continued yeah. to grow and to, uh, to build momentum. So. Uh, projects like that, um, projects like the uh, Little Bulldog Backpack Program that help out in the mm-hmm. uh, in the schools in the community are a great way for, for students to get involved as well. So uh, we've talked about new additions to the park and what we can do there, which I know would be a, an asset for both residents and for Gardner Webb students. We've talked about farmers markets and, and other types of, uh, of events in town. So those are just more opportunities for us to come together. And I will shamelessly plug the fact that our Tucker Student Center now – as a Starbucks and a Chick-fil-A, and they are open to the public, and we, we would love to have Bowling Springs and Cleveland County come join us, um, have some caffeine, break some bread with us right here at our own Tucker Student Center. Well, and, and to riff on that as well, you know, our, our CrossFit facility and our uh, 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 Subtle, the Wellness Center, mm-hmm. are both available for town use as well. Mm-hmm. You can, you, you know, you can buy memberships, come to those. I mean, we're the, the doors need to be open in both directions, and I think increasingly they are. It's mm-hmm. good championship football and championship basketball right here uh in boiling springs as well come join us in the fall opening day against elon um richard if somebody from the community is interested in volunteering to be part of the webstock committee or to volunteer their services on the day of the event how can they do it Gosh, they could probably reach out to either Justin or to me and we can hook them up uh that's easy to do my email is on the website it's rmcdevitt at gardner-web.edu, be happy to include them. There are a lot of volunteer opportunities because it's a it's a large event. And there's mm-hmm. a lot going on. Yeah, gentlemen, any final comments? Any details you want to make sure are covered? Any exhortation to the community, to the campus, to get out and support us on April twenty second? Well, I, I, 
I'll lead off, and Justin, I'm sure, will have something to say about it as well. But I know we've got uh, a couple of uh, regional, local officials. I know the mayor's going to speak there. A number of university officials. Dr. Downs, you always greet the crowd there at Webstock, and Nate Evans usually does too. I think we've got one of our North Carolina senators is going to be here. I think Ted Alexander. Yep. Ted Alexander. Uh, so they're going to be bringing welcome from those folks. And I would be remiss if I didn't uh, thank and uh, mention that uh, Garden Web alum Omar Porter yes. is going to be our MC this year. Omar did a great job last year. Brings the energy every time. He really does. And so he will keep that running all afternoon. He does a super job, and we're excited about it. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think Richard pretty well covered it, but uh, I am excited to uh, to come back next year and to talk about even more great things that we've done with Webstock, but not only um, there in the community as well. Uh, it seems like every time we get together, there's just something going on, and it's something new. It's not just like the same old same that we're driving forward. So I uh, love that momentum that we've got. All going. right, Justin Longineau and Richard McDevitt, thanks for joining us today to talk about Webstock 23. We'll be back with Running Bulldogs news, activities, and social spotlights after this quick break, which also includes a special invitation from the mayor of Boiling Springs, Daniel Thomas. Then you're going to want to hang around, folks, because Richard McDevitt will have an exclusive interview with Brandon Kirkley from Cassette Rewind. How do you support Gardner Webb Athletics? Join the Bulldog Club. What's in it for you? Access. Special deals on tickets, regular communications with the latest schedules, early access to tickets, special Bulldog Club gear, and most importantly, you get to support our student-athletes. Go to GardnerWeb.edu and search for Bulldog Club and join today. Hello everyone, I'm Daniel Thomas, the mayor of Boiling Springs, North Carolina, and on behalf of the town and Gardner-Webb University, I'd like to invite you to Webstock 23 on April 22nd. We are taking over Main Street in Boiling Springs from 1 to 10 p.m. for a day filled with fun and festivities. You can catch live music, check out local artisans, engage with street vendors, enjoy local food and beverage, and even bring the children out to the kids' zone. Music will be provided by Chatham County Line, Cassette Rewind, The Phoebe's Band, 96-ish, and Rutherford County Line. Again, mark your calendars for Webstock 23 on April 22nd from 1 to 10 p.m. on Main Street, Boiling Springs, and the Gardner-Webb University campus. For more information, visit boilingspringsnc.net or gardnerweb.edu forward slash webstock. We'll see you there. And we're back on Bulldog Dialogue, and I'm very excited to have Brandon Kirkley from Cassette Rewind on the phone with us today to talk a little bit about the Webstock performance coming up on April 22nd. Brandon, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm, I'm, do, I'm doing fine. Uh, we're excited to have you guys out here. I mean, I think the, uh, the selection of bands this year is pretty broad. Uh, Chatham County Line and you guys and the Phoebe's from Raleigh and the 96-ish. There's a lot of excitement. So tell us about uh, about Cassette Rewind. You guys are one of the top 80s bands, 80s tribute uh, style bands. Tell us tell us about the band and what you guys do. Absolutely. Well, um, we have a lot of fun with what we do. We've uh, been doing this since uh, 2016 or 1986. I mean, one, you know. 
Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, we've been a band for a good few years. We're all good friends. We're in other bands to uh, gather original acts and stuff. And we decided we wanted to kind of launch this thing and um, have some fun and give some people some good 80s party experiences because we weren't sure that everybody was getting a true experience they deserve for uh, a decade of excess where we have um, all these great pop songs and anthems and where, you know, it keeps everybody moving. So um, we do a bit of everything from new wave to pop to rock, a little bit of hair metal, not too much, a um, little bit of funk. Um, we run the gamut and um, we're kind of, you know, zero till, you know, 180 as soon as we start with like banger after banger um, from the 80s. So it's, a, it's a fun nonstop show. Well, what what is your tagline? Raised on radio and so on? Yeah, born in the 80s and raised on radio because uh, most of us were born in the 80s. And uh, I grew up with my, uh, we get told a lot of times people say like, you guys are too young. You guys weren't even born in the 80s. I'm like, well, actually we were. <laughs> but, um, you know, my dad grew me up on um, Huey Lewis and Journey and Michael Jackson and, you know, Pat Benatar and all kinds of fun stuff that uh, didn't influence me. Like I remember being a kid and loving Peter Gabriel's sledgehammer video. And they said I was like enamored by it. Yeah. And um, I had to be three years old, four years old, you know, and they had been out a couple, you know, a couple years at that point, Damn. but um, just loved that. And um, I remember uh, listening to get out of my dreams, get into my car by Billy ocean as a kid. Yep. And those are two songs we play now. So I get to perform those and we try and really replicate these songs as close to the originals as we can. Granted, we, don't mimic voices or do anything like that, but we try and be as faithful to the originals as we can. If a song has five keyboard parts, you're in here five keyboard parts with us. Like we really try and, you know, be honor, honor these songs and give people a chance to hear a lot of these songs that they couldn't hear. Otherwise, a lot of these acts don't tour anymore. We've lost some of them, you know, and um, things sound, sound different. So it's a, we're kind of told a lot to kind of give people an experience they hadn't been able to have for a long time. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm sure that's true. And I know that uh, a lot of people talk about the 60s as being a classic decade of sort of pop music or, or modern rock pop music. Uh, but on the other hand, I think the 80s might be, give it a good run for its money. That was an amazing decade for, uh, for popular music. So tell me something. Let's, tell, me who's, t- tell me who's in the band. Talk a little bit about them, what they play, what they bring to the show. T- take us there. Yeah, so we all have um, little, uh, little band names that aren't our real names. So that's... Uh, that's kind of fun. So um, I go by Brand Kirk in the band. I'm lead singer um, and rhythm guitarist and guy that mainly just dances around and uh, cuts footloose the whole night. Um, Danny D is uh, the other lead singer. He plays guitar, um, throws it up on a stand, turns it into a regular keyboard, and he's um, our excellent vocalist. He's uh, he's our guy that sings all the high parts. Um, Hi C Hensley as our bassist. Um, he's uh, keeps us, you know, keeps the low end down for us. Um, Vincent Justice is our guitarist. He actually just moved from drums this year. He's a um, a freak of nature, so um, he can do it all. So he just moved to lead guitar this year, and we've got a new drummer this year named um, John Hussey. So um, yeah, we uh, we've we've been playing the the main part of our band's been playing together in some facet for over a decade now so uh we're pretty pretty uh pretty good buddies and uh you can kind of tell it on the stage that's cool so tell me the two or three you, you kind of did a minute ago brandon but tell me the two or three songs that you look forward to every night or the ones that tend to be your uh best crowd pleasers what do people really respond to from that catalog mm. 
you know, there's the ones that like people love that like, you can't be a real eighties band and not do like your don't stop believing. Like people just go nuts over that one. If I had to pick, um, my song, my, our, probably our favorite song to play that's, um, it's like a crowd pleaser and we love and kind of, if I had to pick like one song that's like defines our band, it'd be your love by the outfield. It just feels great. I think when we knock it out of the park, the crowd goes nuts over it. Um, you know, purple rain is probably my favorite one to play. Um, we do it as a duet and we do the outro guitar solo, like true to the way it's done. And it's, it's amazing. We added it a couple of years ago and we were like, wonder we already played, we played three or four Prince songs most nights, but we were like, wonder if people are going to really get into this flow and it's, we've never been able to take it out of the set since we added it in because people just go nuts for it. Yeah. Wow. 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 Well, it, without going down too much of, of a rabbit hole, I know that you're a gearhead, so we, you know, we can't spend a lot of time talking about uh, it. Tell me what you're playing these days guitar wise. Man, I, I've upgraded a bunch of stuff this year, Richard. So I'm very excited about it. Um, my favorite guitars for the eighties, uh, particularly one of the eighties band is I've got two Casio guitars that um, were made in um, the same factory as a bunch of Fenders in the 80s and Ibanez ones like the Paul Stanley's from Kiss. Yeah. One of them is like his guitar that's been chopped off and it looks really retro-futuristic. Um, <laughs> cool. It just looks like a laser gun kind of and that's my favorite guitar oh. along with a like completely blacked out Casio strap. They both have MIDI capabilities so they're yeah. super 80s. So uh, those are my two favorites right now. And then we've got the red guitar on stage which is just always a blast. Um, and the proton pack usually gets pulled out as one of our tools of the trade. So, um, look out for that at some point during the night. That's outstanding. Well, I, I can't tell you, people are very excited, uh, about this festival. Uh, this is the second year we've got more than twice as many vendors and food people here as last year. It should be a fabulous day. So we're, uh, we're excited to have you guys coming. I know you'll put on a good show. Uh, anything else you want to uh, warn the people about before we <laughs> wrap up here? I mean, just be ready to dance. I mean, we're, we're a band that really like brings energy and that's something that we hear from a lot of our people that we play for a lot of, um, you know, festivals and private parties and all kinds of stuff we do is that we're just a highly energetic band and they weren't really expecting that. So don't come expecting, you said this a few minutes ago about, um, you know, eighties are just like such a great pop and it gets written off because of all the cheesy like stuff and a lot of the hair metal. And we, we don't really do a lot of that. So, Come expecting the songs that you love and be ready to dance and be ready to, you know, move around, hop up, sing, and um, just have a good time. And um, I guess Spartanburg's not too far from you guys. So if anybody wants a, a taste of it, a week before we're playing in Spartanburg next Thursday for their downtown series. So um, you can get a double dose of cassette rewind two weeks in a row. Yeah, you, can, <laughs> you can never have too much 80s. Brandon, thanks for joining right, us true. today, man. No, thanks, Richard. Appreciate you guys having me. We're stoked to be there. So Super. we'll see you soon. So now we're going to take a short break uh, from Bulldog Dialogues. And when we come back, uh, Dr. Downs will take us through the latest news and social activities for GWU. Cybersecurity is one of the most important and in-demand skill sets in today's world. And a degree in cybersecurity can provide you the foundations to identify and protect against security threats, outsmart criminals, and support governments and top organizations in their efforts to keep data safe. Cybersecurity is a rapidly growing field, and a degree from Gardner-Webb University can give you the edge you need to begin a successful career in this essential industry. The cybersecurity program is offered in person for traditional undergraduate students, 
as well as fully online in the degree completion DCP program. Gardner-Webb University's cybersecurity degree is based on guidelines supported by the National Security Agency, the FBI, and other high-profile organizations. For more information, visit gardner-webb.edu or call 704-406-4489. All right, welcome back to Bulldog Dialogue. It's time to check out what's happening at Gardner-Webb in the news and on social media. Let's check first on Twitter at Gardner Webb alum. Join the Gardner Webb University family at the Charlotte Knights on Friday, April 14th. Gardner Webb's cheerleaders, the Sound of the Springs marching band, Bo the mascot, and more will be at Truist Field to support the Knights as they take on the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. What a name that is. All right, gates open at 6 p.m., first pitch at 7.04 p.m. Make it there to Gardner-Webb night at the Charlotte Knights, Friday, April 14th. And follow Gardner-Webb alum on Twitter, at Gardner-Webb alum. From Twitter to Instagram we go, an academic spotlight from at Gardner-Webb. In 2019, Gardner-Webb University's College of Education launched the Teacher Assistant TA to Teacher Program in response to, to needs to meet critical teacher shortages here in North Carolina. And since then, enrollment in the online degree program in elementary education has grown from 71 to 172 students. So we want to shout out, we want to congratulate the Gardner-Webb College of Education for working to meet this essential need in our state. Follow our academic stories on Instagram at Gardner-Webb. One more story, staying on Instagram, this time, as you knew it would, athletics at GWU Football. Season tickets now available for Gardner-Webb football. It's almost that time, ladies and gentlemen. The defending Big South champions will have five big home games next year, including matchups against Elon for Family Weekend and Eastern Kentucky, last year's playoff opponent. Get your tickets now at gwsports.com and follow us at gwfootball on Instagram. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again to Justin Longineau and Richard McDevitt for sharing some details about this year's Webstock Music Fest. You are all invited to join us on April 22nd on Main Street, right beside the Gardner-Webb campus here in Boiling Springs for live music, food trucks, arts and crafts, activities for the kids, and a whole lot more. Details are available online at gardner-web.edu forward slash webstock. We hope to see you there. And remember, wherever you are, folks, at home, on the road, in the office, or in the gym, you can find and subscribe to all official Gardner Web podcasts on any of your favorite platforms. You can also check out gardner-web dot edu forward slash podcast for a complete listing of podcast archives until next time for bulldog dialogue i'm gardner webb university president william downs 
Let's go dogs.